0: Are we? We are in a small box with a window. <laughs> <laughs> you can see a bit of London out of the window, which is oh, nice. Ah, London. Oh, oh, I miss you. And we got some tacos delivered to the building. Yeah, we did. You had a nice time. i the dream. Yeah, because we're here for um another award ceremony. We St- won't go on about Clang. it. But this one is um the International Women's Podcast Awards and we've been nominated for Moment of Touching Honesty and Moment of Comedy Gold, both of which for the Sex Noises episode, of course. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: wasn't in there. That <laughs> no. wasn't the sex noise. It should,
0: should, be, be, right? should be, it
2: should be. Anyway, welcome to the uh, the live episode we recorded at the One Voice conference all about accent discrimination and how to book more work in your native accent.
0: It was a very exciting time. Actually possibly a little bit too exciting. I've been giving out badges <laughs> with I'm a VO socialite printed on them for a solid twenty four hours by this point and not looking after my voice at all, which you'll be able to hear in the show.
2: And I with my other podcast hat on, the Voice Coach podcast. <laughs> Had, uh, had sponsored okay. this whole episode in the form of champagne and
0: what sits for all. Oh, it was amazing. And I think as a result of all this, by the end of the episode, you'll hear I'm just lying down on the floor for quite a <laughs> long time. So actually, a few things happen in this one that needs some acknowledging, which we forgot to do for some reason. First of all, we forgot to mention that the quotes from Maxine Peake were from her interview with Simon Armitage in his The Poet Laureate Has Gone to the Shed podcast. But she wasn't available to talk to us directly and we we're going to get charged so much money to play you the clip that we decided just to write it down and read it out.
2: Also, the scripts at the end were very kindly provided mm. by demo producer Martin Fisher from Sonic Pond. Yay,
0: My so friend. um let's play it to you then. Live at the One Voice Conference, the Voiceover Social, introduced by Mr. Famous Peter Dixon, who would not get off the stage. <laughs> ah,
3: yeah, that's better. Okay, so
2: yes. Now where was I? Oh, drinking champagne, that's right. Um let's just get
3: drunk and do, you know do we need to have a talk?
0: Come on, come on. <laughs>
3: You can overrun on this a little bit, I'll give you my permission. Okay, so here we go. Accent discrimination. Strap yourselves in. Here we go. This is gonna be a bumpy ride. Please welcome Nick Redman and Leah Marks.
1: Hey. Hello, hello,
0: (laughs) hello and welcome to our live episode all about how to book more work in your native accent and tackling accent discrimination in voiceover. There will be none of that from here on in. We're covering a
2: huge issue here as well obviously with accentism so let's widen the conversation. If you are on the socials uh, then do uh, let people know you're here, share the interesting takeaways. We are at the VO social yes we on are Twitter at the VO social with the hashtag uh, OVC 21 mm-hmm. and hashtag VO social live because congratulations you're in our podcast <laughs> uh,
0: well, there will be an opportunity for people to answer questions and get involved and share their experiences later on but if you don't get the chance to do that in the room then again please do do that on Twitter because we want to hear from you so in case you didn't know I'm Leah and I'm Nick, and we make the Voiceover Social podcast. Okay. So, uh, is anyone who already a listener? Yes. Oh, look. Lovely. Okay, amazing. You can all have a badge if you don't already have a badge. And if you do already have a badge, that's great. And if you don't already have a badge and you do listen, then you can have a badge. And if you don't already have a badge and you don't listen, then you can also have a badge because I've got quite a lot.
2: This is basically Leah's default state, by the way. So,
0: (laughs) yes. So, tune in. (laughs) I used to teach English to Key Stage 3 and they didn't understand to start with, but they caught up eventually. Anyway, so uh, we wanted to make uh, an episode all about accent discrimination because we have been sort of one way or another experienced it the both of us sort of um but nick is particularly aerated about it aren't you nick what's your big problem
2: me <laughs> yeah no i do get a bit air like an arrow um about accent discrimination i've um i've reached my most recent thing was i got a brief that said uh menacing aggressive and a little bit scary oh for a northern irish accent which was um really really out of order <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, the other thing I get is I get told that I don't sound Irish. So, other people feel they have the belief that they can just tell me that I don't see I'm not Irish, I don't sound Irish to them. Like, Are these people um, from the UK? Mostly from America. Right, right. Yeah, um, I've heard people say that. So are you
0: Scottish yeah, yeah. or Welsh? Yeah, I get.
2: So what part of Canada are you from? <laughs> Great Quite a lot. And um, well my, my mother is from Scotland. Ah, yes. yes, yes. Um, and also the whole, you know, what kind of Irish? So I, I have to do a lot of um, introducing people to the concept that Ireland is firstly its own, its own land, its own country, separate from the UK. As in, the land doesn't touch mainland. Uh, England um, and that there's a North and a South and that there are a huge, huge amount of accents there. Um, Not just, we'll just do something Irish, you know, sort of Irish. Yeah. Well, which one? You
0: know, yeah. I don't know. So that's what I get a lot. What about and, you? Well, I have three instances that I can think of, and two where I did something bad, and one where I did something good. So the first one was um, I had a really small part in a Radio Four drama where I was playing a nurse, and it was like one page. It was very. It was really. I mean, <laughs> one page of like hardly any lines, but there wasn't really enough time to establish her as a character, and so I um, came in with my voice, which sounds like this, and I sounded like a consultant. to my ears and to the producers' ears. And so because of that, we used the shortcut of me adding in a Lancashire accent and I felt absolutely hideous about it for ages. Like it was a good Lancashire accent, but obviously it wasn't really ideal in the term, in terms of accent discrimination and like who gets to be a consultant and all that sort of thing. And then soon after that, I, um, I was, you know, when they have uh, the, this victim's voices um, read by an actor. So I was the, big, well, I was, I was the stripper in this scenario. She had a, like a slight Manchester accent, but um, rather than making it like audible, this Manchester accent, I was like, no strippers can be anybody that don't have to like be particularly, have a particularly strong local regional accent. Um, so I just used my normal voice. And then this thing went out all over Radio 5 Live and on BBC online and on BBC Radio 1. And I kept hearing it and all it sounded to me like was they'd got the like the f- middle-class freelancer from down the road to voice it and it just sounded so incongruous and so that that was just like going the wrong way in the other direction and then this whole kerfuffle happened then eventually i did this job for coca-cola look i know you can say it it. i say it (laughs) it was an internal job and um they said they just wanted my rp accent so i said i'll just do to one as a mank, yeah? And then, in the end, they chose the one that was the Manchester accent. So that completely redeems everything bad I've ever done. Yay! <laughs> Coca-Cola
2: for the win. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: well, it's, anyway, it's not just happening at our level. No,
2: no, and I've got a couple of examples written down here, actually. So uh, James McAvoy has said before that even to get work, he's had to become a professional Englishman and a private Scotsman. There's a film I want to see. Um <laughs> <laughs> Maxine Peake famously has a strong Bolton accent, bug up the Bolton massive, Um, uh, and has described her accent as she has described her experience of being automatically, along with the Irish, rude, uh, cast as servants because they're seen as uneducated. Um, She also says, you are only one personality if you're from the north. Northern is used as a character description. Uh, As a young actress, it was good time,
0: girls, always having a bunk up in a cupboard because we're all brassy and we like a good time. Yeah, we do. Um, Yeah, she also played a barrister in Silk on the telly and that was in her own accent, but she said that when she went to the audition, the director was like... So what we're we going to do about your accent because she is educated and then in the end she got her own way and obviously that's hideous and then actually though this is a common one so tia let's play our first clips this is clip one Casey uh, katie from the voiceover gallery we're agency doing a
4: classy brand and um, this needs to sound really classy brackets no northern voices and it was Ooh. that specific um which shocked me because i hadn't seen one in a while what a brief what a brief And even when people do get the work, you know, accent
2: bullying does pop up. So Channel 4 continuity announcer, Russell Evans, pronounces his THs as Fs. That's called TH fronting. Um, And he got loads of stick about it online. Um, We also spoke to another black performer, Coco Mbassi, in our episode about being a non-native voiceover. And she's from France via Cameroon. And she now lives in Manchester. And she told us this.
0: Often black voices, particularly because I've been a singer for decades, we have this kind of thickness that people immediately say are you a singer? And the minute I open my mouth and then they say are you black? Because there's I don't know, I'm not, I don't know um, biologically what the reason is but I can kind of hear which people are black or not. So I'm guessing most people can then immediately they're like, oh were you born in the UK? Which they immediately figure out I wasn't. And then there goes the opportunity. Then they say, oh we'll bear you in mind if we have something appropriate. They think you need to have a reason to have somebody with a non-standard British accent but I I just think if people open their mind a bit more you get people who are very expressive but happen to have some accent from somewhere what does it matter as long as I would understand if people couldn't understand what I'm saying absolutely because people have to understand you but if if they can understand you what does it matter I don't know that's exactly it now we had to record that in a rather awkward um down the line situation so that's why she was slightly less audible but the um the thing she says at the end there about people coming from a starting point of RP unless there's a reason not to. That's, that seems to be the problem. And for us to limp along to true equality, the situation needs to be probably not RP, unless there's like a reason to, maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, now there's an organisation in Manchester called the Accentism Project, which is there sort of as a hub of accentism. So they collect examples of accent discrimination and share resources about it so people can and use it for support. And we spoke to Rob Drummond from the project and he told us why stereotyping and negative stereotyping in particular is such a problem.
5: Well, you know, at best, it's just kind of patronising I do imagine that people with particular accents are absolutely fed up of seeing how their accent is portrayed i'm thinking one the ones that are always rated negatively in in any of these kind of surveys which aren't really done with any kind of integrity at all uh often the youngest thinking but not the academic ones the academic ones obviously go out of their way to try and be to try a bit more, bit, bit more rigorous, but the ones that kind of are churned out in in, uh, in the media every now and then, because it's always just some, it's it's always some survey, never done by a specialist, it's always done by some advertising company or a PR company who, who are using it to get some, some you know, uh, some kind of clicks in, in, another, in another way. But anyway, the ones that are rated negatively, things like Liverpool or Birmingham, West Midlands, you know, you've got to think, people with those accents, it, it's just it's just kind of yeah patronizing boring and and must be pretty demotivating to to constantly see characters in your voice never being the successful ones or never being the ones with you know that are particularly intelligent or um have the power and all kind of things so so it's yeah, I think it's got to be pretty bad. And but, so and that's at best, it's 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 patronising and demotivating. At worst, I think it's really quite damaging to to younger people, maybe because they're going to be told, they're going to be they're going to see um, that uh, people who sound like them aren't having the opportunities, and that's going to be become you know at, at worst a self-fulfilling prophecy.
2: Yeah, so it's not even just about us getting more work, really. It's about the fact that the negative stereotyping of accents and the sort of preferential treatment of RP is sort of causing psychological damage to anyone who doesn't have RP. And I experience it firsthand as someone who uh, coaches accents for a living. I hear stories of it weekly, if not daily, how certain things being said to people have made people feel just awful about their accents and have to try and change that part of their identity. But also to allow space for the RP folks in the room as well. Like I've had just as much experience of people with RP coming to me going, you know, people tell me I don't have an accent, that I sound too posh, that my accent isn't isn't current anymore, all this kind of stuff. And what we really need is just a level playing field, I think is the point. It's frustrating
0: for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get on to how to actually turn this all around in a minute. But first of all, um, we want to know what your experiences have been. So if you're in the room and you've had the experience of uh, your accent being uh, negatively treated in some way, or you brought out your accent and had a negative response, come come here and tell us about it.
2: Come here now.
0: Yes, come on. Ali, thank uh, you. Uh,
2: and there's a nice lady there.
0: put Nice lady, put your hand up. No, the other one.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Why are there so many no, nice Ali, ladies? Here?
0: No, back. Ali, no. come back. No, Ali, come back. you're first. You're Ali, first. Ali, first. No, you're oh my, first. What is going
2: on here? It's my fault. <laughs> it's so Dazzled by all the nice ladies. So,
0: Ali, you stand there.
2: Yeah, get on up here. Come, come on down. Where's Peter when you need him?
6: Uh, so, I, I uh, w- uh, was, was born in Norfolk and then moved to Cheshire and then moved to the Midlands and grew up in the Midlands and then moved to Liverpool. And and then lead. So I've had a bit of a hybrid everything. As you can tell, I don't sound like any of those people. But I used to sound like a Midlander, and I used to sound like a Scouser at one point. But it just got to a point where I I kept having to when I moved down south change the way I speak. So now I I I don't I don't know who I am anymore. But this is actually how I speak. I'm not putting anything on right now. But I always get by people that I used to grow up with saying well what happened you sound posh now what happened to your accent and so yeah so I guess it's it's not probably as much um, as everybody else's
0: you know people that have had accent discrimination but I've had to I've had to change
6: perfectly
2: valid it
0: is no it is and and so do you can you still access those accents now yeah which which is
6: good in a way that if I get even if there's a casting that comes in from um, Midlands or um, or or I I do go for it. Great. But at the same time, then I also feel a bit like a fraud because I don't speak like that in everyday life. So. I see what you're saying. Um, and I'm, I've, I've got a horrible um, habit of being an accent sponge now because I've had so many accents. Oh, yeah. Whoever I'm with, I'm going to speak like
0: you. So watch out. No, no, no. Brilliant. <laughs> Especially when I've had a drink. <laughs> Thank you, Ali. Thank, Thank, you, Thank you very you. much. Come over here. Brilliant. Shelley.
7: Shelley. I'm. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm originally from Yorkshire, from Rotherham, and uh, but I moved out of there sort of 2002, so I've not lived there quite a while. But then I then lived near Liverpool, and then I lived in London, and then I lived in Milton Keynes, and now I live in Kent. So again, I'm I'm done the rounds a bit, um, and I just recently did. <laughs> I don't know whether this is really discrimination or not, or whether it's just a case of not being understandable. But I just recently did a radio advert for it was for Radio X. Uh, Manchester and for Radio X London I don't really know what the difference is probably the
0: adverts um, a... <laughs> no, I, I, hang on. I'm just remembering a joke where um, in, there's like there's uh, this thing where people in Birmingham and people in um, where was it Manchester and people in like Bristol were asked which one is uh, England's second city and the people in Birmingham were like Birmingham and people in Bristol like Bristol and people in Manchester like London <laughs> 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 sorry sorry carry on
7: <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, the brief was um, to be I can't remember the actual thing but it, it probably you know was something like brawny Yorkshire woman or right you know, right right and they wanted it to be very, very Yorkshire, is what they said. And so I did it in very, very Yorkshire. And then a few days later it came back and said, um
0: Yeah, the we client didn't. <laughs>
7: didn't really understand that. Um, or didn't yeah. really know what you what what you know what you what you were saying, or it was too Yorkshire, basically. Yeah. It was too Yorkshire. And so I had to re-record it. Um and as it as it is. Uh, They said, you know, I I asked him about
0: invoicing
7: and he was like, yeah, it's not, you know, it's not too much money, just invoices." But potentially they might have expected me to do that again for free. For free, free, yeah. Because they specifically asked and, you know, he was directing it. They specifically asked for very, it was, they, they, it was meant to be, I said, open, open the door. Right. But I said, open door.
0: Open door, brilliant.
7: And they didn't understand open door door so I changed it to
0: open door oh I see open door that's interesting well thank Um, you Shelley. that's excellent we'll talk more about that that that, the the strengthening and unstrengthening of accents
8: brilliant thank you
5: I use Source Connect. I use Source Connect. I use Source Connect. SourceConnect. I use SourceConnect. I use SourceConnect. I use
0: SourceConnect. I I use source I I use source I use I use Source Connect. I use source If you're feeling like your voice needs some attention And you don't know where to turn or what to do Then there's something that we really need to mention The SOVT straw's a thing for you SOVT straw, it's a straw But it's used what you've not used it before Oh the straw, yes the straw It's the widget that we've all been looking for It will revolutionise your vocal world it's, it's all about, about the science. That's, science, that's a fact. It, it will, will help protect and strengthen and develop your precious semi occluded vocal tract. It's SOVT straw. straw, it's a straw, but, but it's, it's used, used for what you've not used, we've used, used before. it before. Oh, the straw, yes, yes the straw. It's the, the widget, widget that, that we've, we've all been looking, looking for. SOVT Straw, they've taken care of the science so you can take care of your voice. Get a 15% discount with the code VOSocial.
8: Hi, I'm Danny Cowan. You may recognise my voice off of the telly, and you're listening to The Voice Over Social. OK, so uh,
0: we are here because we want to work more in our native accents. So first of all, Tia, are you ready? Let's find out from some agents what they know about what types of work are casting regional accents. So first up, here's Yashi from Excellent Talent. They're based in London.
1: It's increased much more, especially over the pandemic, because I think there's a reassuring tone to regional accents that make people feel better. So we used to get a lot more kind of corporate reads prior. I don't know if you remember like back 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 in the day. We used to get a lot of corporate reads and internal pitches, often pitches that they're showing to clients to create the ad. And now it's kind of moving towards the kind of commercial and promo scape. So it's actually going out there now. I think the corporate that we all know has changed. I think corporate reads a couple of years ago was very kind of monotone, very kind of, you know, instructional. And I'm just going to tell you what to do. I know you're not interested in the video and then kind of move on, you know, like a training video or something. Um, Whereas I think now, even when I read the scripts, I'm like, this is for a corporate (laughs) read. I was like, should we be talking about commercial? Because this sounds like a commercial to me. And I think they're changing the way that they're they're doing things, even in-house. So, and I think those accents take up that space of the in-house as well. We're also getting quite a few documentaries as well, which are coming through for regional accents because they kind of want it to be more conversational.
2: And here is Katie from the Voiceover Gallery in
6: Manchester.
0: Hang on. No, it's not. There's Tracy next. Uh, So we've got Tracy from Natural Sounding Voices in Newcastle first.
6: So lots of regional um, radio adverts, TV commercials, um, not so much corporate work. They like the very generic kind of RP neutral accent, but very much regional and local TV and radio
0: adverts. And so it's different for Tracy, which I think is interesting, because obviously each agency is going to be receiving different briefs and they're not all going to be the same thing. So they have had different experiences there. But um, uh, now here's Katie from the VoiceOver Gallery in Manchester.
4: We do a lot of corporate work and um, a lot of medical training, um, just work inductions, etc. And a lot of them are moving towards that, that northern, generic, subtle northern tone. And I think the reason they, they choose that for their work is because it still needs to be clear to a wider audience but it it's it's a bit more interesting perhaps it's perhaps why they're going down that route
2: yep so basically there is an increased interest in regional accents uh, happening across the board really um now we've put together a compilation of a few tv examples made up of both famous and non-famous voices uh so first up is ralph Ineson, uh, who we interviewed a little while back about his absolutely bloody amazing
8: voice
3: the all-new dacia sandero another great car from dacia Fats.
8: Whatever your reason for hosting a Macmillan Coffee Morning, it's a great
5: one. For the mother of all ketchups. chops. Because baking's your thing. For Stevie. Some of us chill while some of us strain. Imagine if one day all of that changed. If everything shifted and the pressure was lifted. Ask yourself one question.
6: How would things be different? With Richmond, everyone's favourite burger night can have a meat-free twist. New Richmond meat-free burgers
4: from the nation's favourite.
3: Fortunately, with Coral, you'll get a free bet up to £10 if your horse finishes within a length of the winner.
8: For all your
4: car needs and none
8: of the fuss, you on Halford's, the name you can trust.
3: Everyone's taken
0: care of. That's why we're first choice.
6: For the ups, the downs, and everything in between, yeah. Halifax, it's a people
1: thing. A better bed makes a better you. Dreams, because your sleep matters. So we can get a little more and pay a little less. Why pay more? That's has to price. We're
6: all ordinary people doing extraordinary things.
3: That's what makes us Team GB.
6: DFS proud Team GB
3: partners. At hotels for you, finding the right hotel for you at the right price for you
8: is a piece of cake. So not too far from the Louvre.
3: That's some sweet cupcake.
0: Oh, bless. Hotels for you. Anything for you. Cupcake. So that Birmingham ad at the end, <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> that actor is actually from Birmingham, but he was just sort of hamming up the yow like that. He's from Northfield, but that ad itself is actually now seven or eight years old, so I really feel like things have progressed mm. at least a little bit now to a more Genuine appreciation of the Birmingham accent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also
2: asked the agents uh, what kind of regional accents. Talk a little bit
0: about Emily and Pakistan. Yeah.
2: Sorry, I thought you were going to lead into it. So I thought you didn't do it, weren't um,
0: going to do it. Do you I want the, me to do it? Do you do the talking? Shall, Shall I do it? Do some talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, this definitely feels like a work in progress for Edinburgh Fringe show. By the way, <laughs> I'm having PTSD. Um, yeah, what there were in there were a couple of, uh, like we heard an MLE accent, which is a multicultural London English accent, um, which is a kind of a really exciting accent that's kind of sprung up in the last 20, 30, 40 years and is sort of being seen as the, um, new Cockney as all of the different cultures that are around in London are kind of coming together and it's more of a socio-elect really because it sprung out of the desire for these young people with all these different con- cultural influences to be able to have their own kind of language and communication um, and it's a, it's a brilliant sign but it was also an example of how actually there's versions of that all over the UK so you get kind of multicultural British regional accents as well so um like there's versions in bradford and birmingham and scotland and all over and actually if you're interested in urban youth languages um rob drummond has a massive book on it he's done some amazing research so um yeah it's really exciting all the new accents that are appearing Shall i go back to this now
0: read this word. that words
2: yes. nick uh, we also asked <laughs> the agents what sort of regional accents were particularly on trend at the moment Here's Kitty again. We
4: get a lot of, they ask for a Northern accent, but it's never specified to a region. We, we very rarely get the sort of Liverpudlian or Northeast. It's usually what they call a generic Northern, which perhaps doesn't exist, but in the world of voiceover, it yeah. seems to exist. Um, and that's that's becoming more and more common, probably more, over, more so than an RP voice actually, which is nice. Um, I also got one recently, which I didn't know this, and I don't know if it's a fact, so don't quote me on this, but um, a client asked for a Scottish voice. Um, For a children's learning app, because apparently a Scottish accent resonates with children better. I don't know if that's a fact, but that was a client's take on it. So um, that was nice.
0: Yeah, so we heard Northern from quite a few different people, actually. But uh, Yashi also told us this thing, which illustrates quite nicely what we're all doing here.
1: I did one recently. I can't say who because, you know, (laughs) and they wanted a regional accent. And I think it was also their push for diversity because they as a company are also trying to push for diversity in the UK, whether that's accent based, race based, LGBT based. Um, So they're quite strict on having people who are actually from there (laughs) to record rather than people doing accents by themselves or who are not natively from up north. So we're getting very specific briefs when it comes to accents now.
2: It's that authenticity and casting thing that came up on the equality panel earlier as well. Mm. And it's just so bloody patronizing. Like that the people behind these campaigns think we won't understand what anybody's bloody saying. Plus <laughs> me absolutely nothing. And, and actually the statistics recently about the population, the percentage of the population who speak with variants of RP is actually only about three percent in the UK, between three and five percent, depending on the research you read. So, you know, the majority in terms of accent is not RP. RP is an accent within the pot. Like, it's an accent in itself, amongst all these other accents. So, yeah, just I'm, I'm just, I'll stay calm about it. <sighs> um, I've written here, grr, I'm livid anyway, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> 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 that was such a natural read. Thank man. you. Grr, <laughs> grr. <laughs> Sorry, grr. <laughs> uh, all of our agents actually said that a softer rather than stronger version of the regional accent was also what they're being asked for so you know the ability to dial it up and dial it down um, is is something that's quite useful yeah do, you, do we have a go
0: okay so well this uh, this is my this is my normal speaking voice but I definitely can't talk a lot more Manchester because I've lived there I've lived there a long time so this is like my alternative voiceover option Then what's yours?
2: Sound. Yeah, mate. Um, (laughs) So the the accent that I get asked to when when people don't think I'm Irish enough. um, um, I don't know if you frequent Irish bars in America, uh, but you'll hear me on the phones. You'll hear me on the phones of many of them if you call them, going, "Welcome to O'Shaughnessy's Irish Bar here in Detroit."
0: It's Wacky Wing Thursday, so come on and get your Irish wings. <laughs> so if it's all heading in this direction anyway, how do we help the situation along? I don't here? think there are enough people who
6: embrace their natural accent. I think I know a lot of voiceovers, especially people who've been to you know, acting or drama school, where they're encouraged to neutralize their accent. Uh, And I think that's a massive mistake because they need to embrace their natural accent or at least learn to adapt uh, and to switch between their accents. But a lot of people say, oh, you know, well, I'm from Huddersfield, but, you know, I I worked really hard to lose my accent. And I think that's a huge mistake, huge mistake.
2: Mm, And I've worked in a drama school and have witnessed that. And it's really, really annoying. I made a lot of enemies. That's why I don't work there anymore. uh, so anyway, first steps starts with you. You know, if you've got an accent, own it, love it, loud and proud, um, and uh, hold on to it as long as you fucking can, to be sure, to be sure. Um, <laughs> we'll get on to what that means in a practical sense in a moment, but before then, here's what Kitty's doing about it.
4: If I know that the job isn't very... Um specific with their brief they've just sort of said we just want a neutral voice and um, it's a corporate piece which is quite a common brief you know middle aged neutral corporate voice and um, i will quite often put three neutrals and two northerns in there both subtle northern so they might not even notice it but or maybe one that's a bit more and one that's a bit less but i'll just put them in there without asking and actually i would say 50 percent of the time they pick one of those without even knowing and they are subtle Northern. i'm not you know they're not heavily accented but but it is there and yeah, so I don't I don't always know if clients know what they're looking for. That's why I think we have to kind of almost tell them. <laughs> so yeah, actually on that thing
0: about people not always what always knowing what they want. Sometimes they do know what they want, but they don't know how to describe it. So a little while back, we spoke to Doc Brown, who is, um, if you don't already know, uh, a comedian and a rapper and a writer and an actor, he's also known as Ben Bailey Smith. Um, And he met up with us in a pub for the podcast and told us how he feels about the term urban. Urban.
3: (laughs) Well, urban means less than nothing (laughs) in in terms of like talking about human beings, Mm. because urban just means a built up, part of a, of the inner city. I mean, I think urban came into sort of fruition, if you like, or it became part of the lexicon, purely because there was, there's always been loads of difficulty around white liberals being able to say black. And if it's, if it's that you don't want, you're like, okay, yeah, but I don't just want black people. I mean, I'd also well, wouldn't mind some Asian people, or I wouldn't mind some white working class people. I always think, just say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's actually not offensive. White working class.
3: It's fine. It's way more specific, and we all know where you're coming from. Yeah. I think the 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 vagaries around it are what allows, uh, in a way, it to still be a struggle for the genuine uh, black working class, Asian working class, white working class talent. break through because there's just nothing specifics being said
0: yes I love a room full of mmm's. that was great Mm -hmm. now interestingly not everybody um, agrees with him exactly so some people have told us that they feel unsure about the term working class and using that in a brief for example but like just personally I do feel more that it's better to name things and to sort of cast aside any silly stigma and just name the thing and reach the people and get the work to the people. That's how I feel about Mm. it.
2: And then finally, Dr. Rob again. uh, He wrote an article for Council Magazine for Barristers about the difficulty barristers face in trying to decide whether to try and tackle the systemic accent prejudice that's involved in their industry or whether to just get on and do the job.
5: If they're coming into, into the world of being a barrister, with a distinctively different accent from a kind of RP Southern England sort of standard, then they feel the need, they feel pressure to change it. And then it's all very well people like me coming along saying, No, you shouldn't change it, you should be who you are and that will help. But of course, if they if they feel that their advantage that their their opportunities are going to be limited by speaking the way they naturally speak, then of course they're going to adjust. It's not it's it's not my place to say you shouldn't be doing that. They have to do whatever's what you know, whatever they can. Incidentally, in, and I think the same is thing for the same is true for actors. Incidentally, when I was t- when I was writing about the barristers, my my solution to all of this, my suggested solution, was that the, the high profile barristers, those ones who are already successful and who are aware of having adjusted their accents to get there, my argument is they should then revert back, and they should kind of you know challenge the system from within in the same way possibly you know actors could because I completely see that if the if the industry is is geared towards these stereotypes where we want a northern actor for this because it has these stereotypes to come with it, that's the character and that's what the audience is going to understand, then you can totally see young actors not wanting to, to kind of rock the boat and say, well, this, this isn't right.
2: Mm, there's really something to be said for the responsibility, I think, that the creators of this media have in terms of representing the broad spectrum of sounds and voices that are out there, because Well, until people start to see themselves and hear themselves be represented, then they've got nothing to aspire to. And then we can't change it. And it's like a self-perpetuating cycle of the same thing over and over and over again. And there won't be any change. And I think we as voices... Um, And as people who have accents, every single one of us also have a responsibility to, you know, change the status quo by being loud and proud. And the agents and the casting people have a responsibility to change the briefs that challenge the briefs that come in by, like Katie said, doing some ninja accent insertion into the things that they put forward
0: just check them on in and they're like they don't know what they want great yes great amazing so next we want to bring up to this stage here uh, a chap who has fully embraced his native accent and made it a huge part of his career everybody please welcome dan pye dan. <laughs> okay so first of all then dan otherwise known as the geordievoiceover.com um, uh-huh. why did you decide to make that change
8: um, I guess uh, I hadn't really, I'd lost my identity. I think that was what, what the main thing was with, with accents is that when I first started in this career path, I was always told you need to get rid of that accent. You're never going to get anywhere with that accent. And so I did smooth it out a little bit. And then on returning after a brief break from from, uh, from radio and, and and the voiceover world, Um, I just kind of went neutrally down that path of no identity. I didn't really have a core identity. I was just another voiceover. But then what I started to realize was that actually being me was the thing that people were buying into. So actually, if I just started to embrace more of my natural accent, what does that do? And it turns out there's not many of us kicking around the place anymore. other than, of course, the very well known Marcus Bentley, and uh, and I think that's generally the person people would gravitate to with a Geordie accent. And so I, I tried it, um, and I started to try and push the, uh, the the Geordie vibe again, and and it seems to have done pretty well since then.
0: Well, what did you change about how you marketed yourself?
8: Um, I, well, I started actually sending videos to people. <laughs> uh, introducing myself um and then i changed the uh, the entire identity of my website um and started uh, just trying to embrace uh, the the jordianism uh, on everything that i communicated with everybody um even through sending greeting cards out to people to try and develop a, an identity of the uh, of the geordiness
0: and has it know. has it changed the sort of work that you're now booking um it
8: surprises me sometimes um so recently, I was brought in to do a, a video game, um, and the reason why I was brought in to do that video game was because they wanted a variety of different British accents, and so I suggested Geordie, and they loved it, which was which was an amazing thing to hear from a from a from a video game in particular. Because how many how many video games have you played that have a Geordie in them? <laughs> None loads yeah. of Northern characters. There's a couple every now and again, I guess, but Geordie's, they're just, they're never represented in video games. So that was, that was an astonishing thing as well.
0: Brilliant. Well, yeah. thank you very much, Dan. that's amazing.
8: Everybody, yeah, no thank, you, thank, you. thank
0: you. Okay, so, yeah, so we're running, running a bit short on time. So I just wanted to show of hands then, um, if you are here because there is a native accent in you that you haven't fully embraced until this point, can you put your hand up?
2: Hands are for right the benefit up, of people Right listening. up in the air. You've got hands a native accent. Up. that you're
0: going to embrace even more. How about if you've got a native accent that you have embraced up until this point, but now you're going to show off even more about it. Add your hands. Add them up to the air. Yes. Okay. Yes. I love them. It's I love revolution. them all. This is incredibly exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we do have a very small amount of time, maybe five minutes, I think. Yeah. Do one. We want to bring back an old school segment from the podcast, which is called... Shall I do the jingle? Yes, please. Show-offs corner Yay! Okay, so we have a I'm script available. here I'm available. And we would like somebody One of the people That's put their hands up That um, maybe hasn't properly Fully embraced their native accent yet But they'd like an opportunity To show it off To come up to the stage
2: Is there a prize, Leah? Is there a prize for Oh two yes, there part, is a prize
0: <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do Is stand on the stage And then you win a prize Shush, you know what it is <laughs> One person We just need one Yes, Michelle Yes, go on, you come good on, thing lady. You Okay, we're going to give you just a second uh, to have a look through the channel, the lady on the bus. All right, well, while you're reading that, Rachel, you come and tell us who the lady on the bus was.
2: (laughs) And just don't stop. Just come this way, away from the projector. And uh, Leah, you're also in the way. Can you just lie down on the
0: floor? Yeah. (laughs) Great. That's great. Uh, I'm I'm out of the way. I'm out of the way. (laughs) <laughs> I just want to make sure that you have time to read it, so this is quite a lot to ask of you. I'll give you my microphone. To, yes, I'll I'm using it. mine. Um, if you, for very if you
2: important things.
0: Read through that, because it's quite a lot to ask a person to read a script for the first time and also in an accent that they're not used to using in a voiceover Um Do please situation. know though that you've
2: already won the prize. Yeah, you don't actually okay. have to do
0: anything. <laughs> it <makes you> <laughs> <money>. <laughs> do you, um, don't, my weight, hold on, uh, keep the microphone away so she doesn't feel under too much pressure. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> anything? Is there yeah. anything else, Leah? Um, well, I don't know if anybody else wants to lie down, I'm having a lovely time. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Shall I tell them what it's for? Okay. I've always wanted
7: to run my own bakery. There really is nothing better than the smell of freshly baked bread, especially when you've made it yourself. So I started my own business a few years back Things have been going brilliantly. Even our lemon puff pies have become pretty famous amongst the locals. So I decided it was time to get a much bigger oven. I didn't have quite enough money, so I called Lloyds Bank and they approved a 10,000 pound loan for me on the same day. It was great having their support. They must have heard about our lemon puff pie. (laughs)
2: Lemon puff, lemon puff, lemon puff. Quickly, get off the floor and get that great You win. Oh my! What?
0: What? Wow! That was absolutely and totally wonderful. Is it time for one more? I don't know because we do also have the other thing that we have to do. Um, How many minutes have we got here? Just five, is it? Peter said we can run over, so I think we've got about a week and a half. Yeah. (laughs) One more. Yeah. Who more? wants to go? Oh, Come on. You moved in your chair. That's a yes. <laughs> You've won the prize. <laughs> Ian. Ian. Okay, great. I'll just get you a script. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: Ian, where are you from?
3: Uh, Yorkshire. Yes. Uh, West Yorkshire.
2: West Yorkshire.
3: Well, um, as has as happened um, with a few people, I suppose, I've, I've moved around. So I lived in Cardiff, lived in the Northeast. I live in the Northeast now. So, Sometimes it can be a little bit confusing, um, but a lot of what I do is like, as has been mentioned really, the uh, the, the generic Northern wash, whatever that is. Uh, yeah, that's a good-, that's
0: a good Once a week, huge. I think. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your script. Have a little think. Um, Nick, I only have that one joke about Manchester. Have you got any other jokes? <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> <That's dumbed>. <laughs> don't, don't.
3: You can sight right? Yeah. Sure. The Vodafone big winter sale is now on. Get 12-month Spotify premium on us with our Red Entertainment Sim plan. Plus a huge 25 gig of data, all for £25 a month. Go online or in-store today. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone. 12-month agreement, credit check, and RPI increase apply. <laughs> See vodafone.co.uk slash terms. Ends 4th of Feb. Yeah.
2: Woo! Hey-oh. Well done.
0: Give the man his prize. Give the man his prize. What did he say? Prize! (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't drink the leaflet. (laughs) Just try not to drink the leaflet. Ian's always drinking leaflets. Always. (laughs) Weren't those two people absolutely amazing, everybody? We'll make sure details for their websites are in the show notes. They've also received a water bottle each, which is a better, clearly. Yeah. Um, so that's about it, isn't it? I've been
2: Leah Marks. I've been Nick Redman. And we are Special.
0: Yeah.
2: Together till the end of the road. So we just pop back for two reasons. Yes. is oh, <laughs> nice to say, guys. Guys. guys, we've come second again in an
0: award. It's our favourite thing. That in every single award we've ever entered, we've come second. Isn't that a moment? Yeah. Isn't that something to be proud of? We get feel really uncomfortable if we came first. Because the uh,
2: Inspiration Award, the one voice that we won, I don't know if you remember,
0: um, we didn't enter that. That was awarded to us yeah, yeah, beautifully. Yeah. like It wasn't us, it was, us. That was yeah. you guys. So now this is our thing, and if anybody else comes second, then Absolutely. I don't think that's acceptable. No, no, yeah. So that was second, we came second in the moment of comedy gold. For uh, category for uh, oh. <laughs> for our sex noises episode, which we told you this, about, we told you earlier. But I don't know. I <laughs> anyway, this is going on and on and on about it. Just excited. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um. Oh yeah, and remember to get your tickets for the negotiating
0: for voiceovers masterclass. We're running on the eleventh of October online.
2: Be there or be underpaid.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, we definitely make sure you get your ticket because um, we are recording it and turning parts of it into next month's episode. But all the interactive stuff, so the discussions and the exercises that get you um, really thinking about your own practice, your own voiceover business, that will only be for people who are actually at the Masterclass live. So click the link in the show notes and we'll see you
8: there. Together till the end the Together till the end of the